This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 44. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 44. I'm Scott, and here with me from the Deep South is Will. Howdy. And from the Middle South is Rebecca. Hey. At the Wizards Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princes of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, Season 2, Episode 73, Origins of the Sorceress. Origin of the Sorceress. That's better. That's much better. Uh, the air date was September 26, 1984. In this episode, He-Man and the Sorceress travel to Dark Mountain with a robotic horse to stop the evil wizard Morgoth. He's more goth than you are. Yes, he is. And he looks like Alan Moore. I thought he looked like Alan Moore. He looked a lot like him. I was like, I'm like, I know I think everyone looks like Alan Moore, but I thought he, he looked, looked like Alan Moore. Like what, Alan Moore. Do you, what would you call that haircut? <laughs> a, a tragedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like look. It's like a fluffy bowl. <laughs> A, her- a hermit. I would call that haircut. It feels like in a fa- a high fashion magazine. I call it the manifesto. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, there very you artsy. Because yeah. you're writing a manifesto yes. when you have it. Yes. Okay. Oh, that, like yeah. in, in a video game. Like if you had to pick the haircut. Yes. Yeah, it feels rock the, band. That'd like, be the like manifesto. crazy crazy ideas that you have to have uh, an FBI man talk to you about come to you if you have that haircut. Oh, I was just thinking that band must be cutting off the circulation to his head because like, that's got to hurt. <laughs> He's been through he the 60s. It, he hit it on real tight. And he came out worshiping snake gods and stuff on the other side. <laughs> he was more got the terrible. And what was truly <laughs> terrible was his haircut. <laughs> this, is, this is our first um, episode from season two of He-Man, right? Yes, which matters a lot because <laughs> because <laughs> you want more toys, right? I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fitting because it's a new year mm-hmm. and we're doing a new season of He-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, new, 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 new things. Yeah, turn it over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. New Year's resolutions. You know. do, you, do you guys have any New Year's resolutions Ooh. to eat eat the four thousand calorie diet? <laughs> <laughs> Bulk up a little bit. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with this. Um. This is so terrible. I all like I don't ever feel like I need to make a New Year's resolution because I've always just um, trying to be very very conscious of how I'm spending my time on planet Earth. But um, you know, you always do kind of like feel like okay, let me work a little bit harder because it's a new year, and also because it's real cold and like what else am I gonna do? I need to sit here and work hard. Yeah, I, f- I feel like. I don't know, man, that's just the way our house is. I feel like it's not like new things we're resolving to do, but things that got away from us are hard that were hard to get to. Now we're making space for them, I guess. I, you know, I guess. the 4,000 calorie diet does make me think, I always keep thinking like the secret to getting my workouts together is, is do what The Rock did. I remember reading an interview with him talking about how his muscles always felt flat until he started eating more. I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that sounds like and, a great idea. He, he, <laughs> Everyone eat more of everything. Calories. He yeah. eats 6,000 calories. I'm I'm under eating by like a third. <laughs> I mean, by two thirds. I mean, yeah. I, You're that's clearly what's wrong. You're by about like 85%. <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, I don't think Rebecca would appreciate that grocery bill. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he, he probably works out three times a day 
for an hour like I do and I has Totino's you, party pizzas at night. I I'm would guessing. have a really yeah yes <laughs> yes that is that is his that's routine. a snack. I have read about that. They yes. didn't he didn't say that, but I mean that's a he, that's unreasonable to do more than I that. I would have a really hard time being married to like a bodybuilder because I would be like, do you need all that salmon? Oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> oh, like he's like, hang on, I need to get my seventeen bags of chicken. Like, oh. <laughs> I went to Costco. Like, no, it's still so expensive. You want to be able to see my veins or not? <laughs> and I, that would just be so upsetting as a manager of a household budget, mm-hmm. which I always would be in every scenario. So, you know, I'm just saying. Um, Scott, do you do, do you resolve to do anything in the uh, new year? I try to uh, at least try to set uh, a couple goals for the year, you know, kind of, kind of a reset, mm-hmm. you know, think about actually what, I didn't have time to do or whatever, and then try to do that stuff. You're you're an art man. Are you gonna make room to do any painting this year? <laughs> There's many steps to get to that point. Okay. <laughs> I don't. When do we when do we need to come to your house and help you clean your basement? Yeah, because that's the obstacle. Yeah, so I to, love cleaning out. You people's want an inspiring rooms. space. <laughs> if I get to throw stuff away, I will be there tomorrow. Uh, it's not. Yeah, we're 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 working on it. We got all the kids' new toys and the old toys. Over break, I kind of put them in boxes to be sorted, to be, you know, moved out of the house. But, you know, we got to put them together. They're all in, like, different boxes and everything. Uh, so you got to put them in together as sets. So they kind of, like, don't – you don't give a kid, like, a half a set of, like, something. They don't want, like, half of Hot Wheels because <laughs> they're not going to make the full track. They don't want just the wheels. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, and then a, a little girl there. gets, like, you know, a, a My Little Pony and something else, and you're like, they don't want They There's want some the full set. warm wheels. You get, uh, you get an Aerostar <laughs> van yeah. with a slotting door. I thought you were saying that you needed to make some room, like you got to get rid of old toys. Do you ever have to do that? Your kids have a hard time like letting go of 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 older toys if it's time. Not if they don't see it. <laughs> ha, ha, there you go. <laughs> they need to go away, and then we and then we get rid of stuff. No, where, where no. Is, do they notice? We, where is Shopkins? Where is Shopkins? Uh, um, well, like the well, Shopkins are super small, so it's not that's not the big biggest deal. It's like we we and, uh, me and my wife have talked about this, and it's like we need to make sure that we're talking to them about. You know, okay, you guys don't really play with this anymore. Maybe there's a kid that needs this. You know, that sort of thing. Kind of a giving thing. So, we were trying to do that this year. You have what you can appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Because if, if you wanted to go the other route, I would be more than willing to dress up like a mean, like, sergeant, like, sergeant toy snatcher (laughs) and come to your house with some aviator shades to be like (laughs) time for grimlock to get on the bus (laughs) no he ain't giving up grimlock he just got him (laughs) time for a diamond head to pack it in yeah i was just thinking about sergeant julu who used to come on what what talk show was that Uh, was it sally jesse Raphael? i think it was and he'd come and like whenever there was an out of control teen and he would be like sergeant julu is gonna come straighten you out i would do that with like your kids (laughs) man i love the teen brat camps yeah wasn't it like they they would come and they would clean their rooms and stuff like that I, i feel like they would intervene in 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 uh, all sorts of positive. <laughs> so anyway, if you want that for your kids, I'm okay, available. yeah, you're you're more than welcome to do. That. I was okay. gr- I was thankful to see when I, we recently I went through. Some I'm of- just like blowing whistles in their face, <laughs> <laughs> wincing. 
we, uh, we were cleaning up uh, some of the stuff at, at my uh, parents' old house. I, I was happy to see that, although they got rid of a lot of my old toys, they kept representative stuff. So I didn't have my full He-Man collection, but I still had like my Thunder Punch He-Man and things like that. So that might be a good route too, is just keep like one thing from the set. That way you don't have to get rid of all of it. No, I didn't get rid of my He-Man toys. I still have my He-Man oh, toys. Oh, you still have those. <laughs> yeah. oh, the, okay. those, be, the, those are just, I let Grant play with them. And then when he stops playing with them, I just sort them back into a box that I can keep. So that he can enjoy them later, again. <laughs> That's one thing with with little kids is great because you can like take like you can take toys away. I mean, they don't really notice because they're playing with something else or whatever. And then you bring them back out like a month later, and then it's a new toy again. <laughs> so, did you guys get anything good? An interesting thing that you are currently thumbing through that we have right here for Christmas, Will. You got the uh, Masters of the Universe Encyclopedia. Yeah, I feel like anytime we get any weirdo stuff happening, I think we have a, a good thing to consult. It has a lot of good background stuff on the characters, the vehicles, places, even magic spells. And it talks about the history of those things from the mini comic, uh, from the new DC comics, um, the cartoon, and even like the classics storyline that carries on from the original series. So everything you wanted to know about Looky. And it looks like Scott just found that Looky has a girlfriend. Yeah, I just look saw, see, look see. I saw a girl looky, and I am just disgusted. And this is why books should be burned. <laughs> so a lot, a lot, a lot to look forward to uh, in season two. It looks like. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I'm just inventing this or not, but I felt like I could tell a little bit of a jump in quality uh, for this first episode in season two. Did you guys feel like that? I mean, so this is J. Michael Straczynski uh-huh. who uh, did this one. And I did feel, I mean, I just right off the bat, I, I will say that I enjoyed this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, it did seem like there was a bit of effort there made mm-hmm. to uh, get some characters, new places. And, and to, if you're going to introduce a, a is Strider a toy Uh If you're going to introduce a toy, giving him something to do in the episode beyond just like, this is Manny Faces. He's an actor now. (laughs) He's at this party we're having for you, Orko, which is what happened like the last time that I remember that. Yeah, there was was some meat there. As we'll discuss, you know, horses represent freedom and that was a big theme (laughs) that we saw. But uh, yeah, they gave gave him something to do and I was even even thinking about all the stupid uh, surface stuff. Like I felt like we saw a little bit of animation differences. There was a little bit of difference uh, in the music. Um, so, so yeah, I, I felt yeah. like, I felt like they were, they were moving places a little bit. And even we'll talk about this once some, there was something kind of interesting, a little confusing to me. It felt like they may have even done some long-term story planning that they start hinting at. That was, um, really interesting to me. So I, maybe we can talk about that too, when we get there. Okay. Well, let's go there now. <laughs> <laughs> this is Duncan. In act one, I watched wild hearts can't be broken. And built a robotic horse. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> well, something that's fami- uh, f- familiar to us is Duncan tinkering with an invention to get our episode started. Yes, and that uh, um, has apparently been taking a long time, whatever it is. And Orko is just so excited to see, I presume, if it's a you know, new friend for him or like, I don't know, uh, something to get him more friends. I don't know. It is not. It is a giant robotic horse. Wow, it's a horse. His name is Stridor. 
Yeah, I was surprised. Usually when Man at Arms is working on something, we come back, it's like a cybernetic triangle, and he tells us that uh, it extracts soil samplers or something. He's like, I made a gigantic horse that can sense danger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Man at Arms, you uh, that's a busy week for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it took so long. <laughs> it dreams of streams. Attorney Lowe's had a special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was this also- horse dreams of streams and freedom. <laughs> yeah, which also happened. <laughs> There was, there was a lot. That they just crammed a lot in this episode. So he is busy, busy week. Got busy a lot week. done. And then it you just know, came to me. I started working. And... So, so this is a stride, stridor mm-hmm. with his earth shaking whinny. And um, I was wondering if you think Man at Arms even considered that it might be a little insulting to Battle Cat if uh, if if he's just like it's a horse worthy of He Man like like he basically says like this is a horse good enough for He Man to ride and then like Battle Cat's probably like I'm standing right here. I I definitely thought about that and when they go traveling later, it was conspicuous that uh, Battle Cat wasn't there so much so that I thought it, they probably don't show it, but. It would, I could picture the sorceress saying something sort of banal when they were leaving, be like, um, I noticed Cringer did not accompany us on this journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, well, do you, do you think he was, do you think he was just making the horse so he'd give Cringer a break? That maybe. would be nice. It would be yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, maybe, Cring- or when they don't want like to risk the- him. Because as we see, he means a little cavalier about risking Stridor's life. <laughs> so maybe things where he's like, I need a mount that might get murdered. <laughs> yeah, I'll send my horse out, let them shoot arrows at it. Yeah. Like, oh no, don't do that. Or something that wouldn't be susceptible to magic or germs or something. I don't know. I don't understand. Stridor's only supposed to do that to warn us of some danger. But there's no danger here. So since uh, Stridor is uh, sensing danger already, which is like his number one horse talent, apparently, mm-hmm. immediately we see that the danger in question is a spinning wheel of flames that is also shooting projectiles. So that's there all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So they uh, all start scattering and uh, trying to deflect the meteors that are falling from it. And He-Man's got a new animation. I feel like we're going to see a lot. Okay, I see. He had a couple of them because first... See, this is another season two thing, I think. Well, right? So like now it's just like, let's have him dispatch things in creative ways. Because first he gets his like Little League at-bat stance. Yes. And so he, he does his at-bat. And then he has like a tennis backhand mm-hmm. also. Like he's he's kind of like switching back and forth. Like he's having a good time out there. And also, Stridor's kick when it when it came down, I thought it was a very satisfying kick. It, they did a good job of like shaking the camera when he hit it or whatever. It, I really felt that impact. Like in a fighting game, they call that like uh, like hit detection or something. Like I, I really I really like that. Or the controller would rumble. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do they do that anymore? Or is the that controller a controller rumble? Is that yeah. a, oh, I was gonna say like that just seems like a tacky vestige of, of no, days I, gone I mean, by. No, that's, that's a standard now. Oh well. Remember when they used to made those? Uh, they made that uh, tacky vest you could wear that would uh, rumble when you got hit. What what system was that? I want to say it was Xbox, like early Xbox. Okay. Uh, yeah. It it was one of it those. Wasn't like Neo Geo no. or like one of those like strange ones. But it was one of those weird technologies that didn't catch on at all, like the Genesis Activator uh, that just didn't do anything. 
Well, I remember. I remember the '64 had the the rumble pack. Yeah, I remember that. Because you too. could plug it in mm-hmm. the back and it would rumble. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're trying to figure out what sent this flaming wheel on the sky, and um, Sorceress appears to He Man and says, "Hey, this is important, but you got to come alone." Mm-hmm. Why did he have to come alone? Because it was secret. It was secret. Yeah. Why was it? A... She made it sound like a saucy secret. She kind of did. <laughs> like, yeah, she, she's Come really... alone for she's your tired. ears only. Sorceress is tired of getting evil every time she invites He-Man over to Castle Grayskull. Come alone, He-Man. I cannot stress that enough. All right. One more thing. What I will tell you must remain absolutely secret. So you must come alone. Uh, and then immediately, He-Man uh, defies her orders like... Sure, I'll come alone, but I'm going to bring Stridor. <laughs> well, a, a, robot well he's a robot does not count as a person, so <laughs> yeah. he still came alone, technically. Although, I'm just like, if a robot is capable of anything, it's surveillance. So I, was about, thinking, I, was, I was thinking about that, too. I was could, like, that horse be recording everything. It might just have a record, or Man-at-Arms might be like monitoring through its just eyes yes. for, mm-hmm. for safety. Make sure He-Man's okay. That's how he watches birds. <laughs> That's how he's going to watch birds. He's going to release that horse out into a field. I'm going to see Sorceress one way or the <laughs> Could other. Could you imagine He-Man waking up and it's like Stridor's like just staring at him? <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, it's just you, Stridor. And then it's like Man-at-Arms like, I watch you sleep. You <laughs> had a very restful night, He-Man. <laughs> Stridor wants to know if you dream of streams also. <laughs> <laughs> And also, what is love? (laughs) With birds. Well, I'm just an old coot, and I was listening to your conversation in the tavern in Act Two. (laughs) Thank you for coming, E-Man. The one responsible for the Wheel of Fire was called Morgoth the Terrible. Okay, so it's basically at this point the story where uh, Sorceress wants to talk about this dude, Morgoth the Terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how much info she gives us before they need to go to the Dark Mountain. I think she just gives us enough information to let us know his old school terrible story, like his old like uh, Greek god story. He was a sorcerer that wanted more power than any mortal man should get. He turned it to a giant. He got terrible powers. But then the ancients, capital letters, banished him to uh, another dimension and uh, Sorceress hints that she tangled with him later, but they decide to go to a, a dark mountain for now. Yeah, okay. Now, so here is the plot device which gives us this episode, which makes it possible, which is this special little crystal that she has mm-hmm. that allows her to retain her power when she leaves Castle Grayskull. Okay, Cool. And on the one hand, I am very, very thrilled that this exists because she's pretty boring and it's mm-hmm. kind of, she's kind of a sad figure, yes. you know, when she's, uh, you know, stuck in the castle and she can't ever leave like except for, except for, you know, as, as a falcon. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, okay, that, that's great, but that's no life. Like, you know, like we want to kind of see her do her job some other places to see her have power some other places. What does she do besides sick He-Man on people? Well, right, exactly. And so, like, you know, like, in a way, I'm... I Certainly not keep up Castle Grayskull. <laughs> yeah, she, she was not decorating in Castle Grayskull. Especially... Come on, her bedroom was amazing. <laughs> yeah, True. how come we've never seen that again and it's always just this dank pit? Anyway. It felt invasive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told the film crew to not show <laughs> I won't do this. Sh- I don't want to do another season of the show <laughs> if they show my bedroom. So I really like that on the one hand, but then on the other hand, it's 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 a little uh, 
it's a little easy peasy like okay well now sorceress can just go anywhere and so the uh, poetry of her power swap you know like you get powers but in exchange you are limited and you must use them uh-huh. wisely etc cetera, etc cetera, kind of becomes it's a little less uh poignant i suppose because now if she just has this crystal, which, where did it come from? The ground. The ground. Yeah, yeah. Crystals where, come from the ground. It, Some sort of ground? recess. I, they, they, so, so did, I mean. Does, has she always had it? Yeah, she always had it. I like, think, does she only use it every once in a while? I think so. So it needs I, a recharge. They still tried to honor what you were talking about, Rebecca, because we found out about, at the end of the episode that it's, it has a timer on it and she can't do it forever. So at least there's that. Okay. But uh, I also would like to believe maybe she can only use it every now and then, but I'm just making that maybe up. Maybe so. I mean, that probably sounds about But right. I know what you mean. Like, so, like as, as you say, so much of the poetry of her character is that she had to give up a normal life to be able to be the guardian. Yeah. 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 Although, again, it was very, very refreshing and fun to see her outside mm-hmm. of Castle Grayskull. I really did like that. I did too. Not much left. How long will we have to wait? Until dawn. We must keep watch tonight, just in case. But Morgoth is set in his ways. So, um, yeah, they go to Dark Mountain. Why? Because they, because they're going to confront Morgoth, and she's going to be ready. Is this that time. where he's coming? Like, yeah. I guess she knows. Yeah, okay, she just what? knows. I tuned that out. I, Wait, I, th- I, I yeah, I think that's where where they, they originally put him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, and right, that, right. That's, that's where the door's going to open. Yeah, another. But she's not sure imprisonment kind of thing okay yeah, yeah. No, i got you now you're just like he-man's like i wasn't listening just tell me where to punch exactly <laughs> exactly i got punch this the horse by right the way here. did i mention i got this horse he's a robot horse i can ride and punch at the same time i didn't pay too close attention when he was riding stridor um on the toy he sits in him like a vehicle like his legs don't um straddle him he sits in it like he has to put on a seat belt like sit in him <laughs> And I didn't. Where I couldn't does his rem- legs go? Inside the cavity a, of the horse. He has a well. Because it's that yes. large. Yes. He's no, like. I, th- I think they're on the outside. Okay. It, it feels like. Yeah, it feels like he. Okay, the toy, they had to sit. He had to put him on. The, tuck him in on the inside. <laughs> he was like a Voltron cat. <laughs> so you had Stridor. I did have Stridor. And you can see a photo on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so great for you. Yeah, so they have to stay on watch throughout the night, I suppose, for Morgoth. So uh-huh. that's where uh, He-Man gets a story time from Sorceress, and she's going to say, you know, hey, here's how it all began. You mean you weren't always the Sorceress? No, He-Man. Here, let me show you. Perhaps it will help us to pass the time more quickly. Okay, there were a lot of proper nouns, and we did not get to watch this one on Netflix because blah. I wrote down phonetically. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I was going to say, there were some proper nouns here that I did not catch. Mm-hmm. So where's the town that she was from? What was it called? Well, I didn't write that down. <laughs> oh, okay. Her name was... We'll just call it Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> she was <laughs> from the main streets of Pittsburgh. Okay. Where no one wears pants. <laughs> okay. So in Pittsburgh, um, her name was Tilana. Is that correct? I said Tilana. Tilana. It's Tilana. Yeah. So how is that spelled? Because we didn't. Uh, I say Tila Tila dash N A. Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Again, when we don't have the captions, I'm like, I don't know what anyone's saying or anything. Also important. You we know, those places that you watch it online, that ha- it's the tubes you can actually hit. I have never found those captions to be extraordinarily 
accurate the, the one? one that i found i think actually put the they actually put the real ones on there yes. okay Last next time day. we'll try it yeah i don't i don't know yeah maybe this is a good time to mention they took season two off of netflix <laughs> yeah okay. so if you're trying to watch that at home on netflix you need to be creative yeah that's why we're going into such loving detail for you to recreate this episode <laughs> right <laughs> so, so you don't have to find and Sit through commercials on YouTube. So her name is Tila Nah. Blocker. I never listened. I never see a commercial. I always listen because I use ad blocker. Sorry, that's everybody. I'm just I'm saying mm-hmm. what they would say. The internet runs on ad never new. Bye bye. Okay. Anyway, so this is flashback to before she was a sorceress in this town, Pittsburgh, and her name is Tila Nah. Mm-hmm. Next, and she talks about how her town was getting um harassed by uh morgoth and his um army um and i want to talk a little bit about his army so he had these like mech bat looking things that he was uh commanding with a scepter to attack and strafe her town um did i see correctly that they had horde symbols i think so yeah they yes. were horde dudes yeah yeah so they were original horde oh before hordak i i would assume that they and, would just be called the horde yeah before yeah interesting yeah, yeah. So they did have Ward Insignia. Okay. So yeah. So um, they or, may, or maybe they were called something else. I'm not sure. All right. So we'll ha- maybe we can we'll look up the chronology of that because that that's that was, that was weird to me, but that was interesting. I like that they leaned into to the lore anyway. But um, they uh conquer her town and um take try to try to take a lot of the villagers uh prisoner and um tila na and one of her buddies are like spying through a wall seeing how bad they are and they mention out loud like which was some way to stop them and then of course there's an old coot in the corner i called him an old tavern coot in my notes funny (laughs) he really had a coot look about him didn't he there is a way there is the castle what is what makes so what makes one a coot I don't know. That's what I wrote down too. You know, and it's not like a word we use. I don't think I've said the word coot to you maybe in like three years. I feel like I say the word coot maybe more often than other people do, but I don't know. Um, He's an an old tavern coot. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, I think think you have to be be elderly. You have to be saucy. And you have to say things that are a little bit crazy that have a little bit of an edge to them and then you have to intrude on other people's conversations there you go. if you're a tavern coot you have to be like listening so that you can aggressively insert yourself <laughs> in their conversation and be like well if you you think this is the horde let me tell you about in my day and you're like oh great exactly yeah so he tells so they say like, i wish there was a way and goes there is a way tell me of the castle well and <laughs> and basically he says uh in evil times uh, there is a castle that will lower its um, drawbridge and allow you to go inside and access its powers, but it's mysterious, da-da-da-da-da, and he gives her like a little um, rhyme about where you can find it, and Tila Na and her buddy both agree that it's probably in the Wasteland, which we definitely know is true because this is a real scummy place where we know Castle Grayskull is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very scummy. That night... With the old man's help, I escape from our captors. Yep, and she just basically runs out of the village. And then the guards on duty, they're like, we're not going to follow her. It's just a woman. Yeah, and all, yeah the guards well, basically to, she says she's going to die in the wasteland. Yeah. They, they weren't worried about it. Yeah. and Because uh, they cared about the other prisoners. And if you care about the artwork at all, the guards, they look like 
they had like space badgers and they had like little laser pistols. They were I like cool. their little faces. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the character design on yeah. those on those uh, little horde. And they guards. they had little they did nice little details like the ones that were commanders had like white gauntlets and the other ones didn't. It was kind of neat. Oh, I didn't notice their gauntlets mm-hmm. now. So in in the waist, um, Tila Nod does a good fainting animation, you know, hand to forehead, and she falls, and she and she says she really wanted to find that castle. And then we get a disembodied um, old, I guess, like witch crone voice mm-hmm. uh, says that she can access the castle, but know that if she enters it, she will not leave as the same person. And there's like a mirage of the castle that uh, appears out of nowhere. And I mean, you know, like you're going to not go in the castle. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Things are already pretty bad. <laughs> right. She's just thinking, yeah. I'm going to come out with a perm or something. It, like, she don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about how she changes, I don't know if we've mentioned, we did uh, get confirmation that uh, sorceress Tila Nas' uh, hair color is red, like Tila. That's yeah. important. Uh, what does she look like? She she Just ponytail. She looks like... Ponytail. Yeah. Good look. Hi, Sh- pony. Sharp eyebrows, red hair, ponytail. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, what I was thinking is when she says you won't come out the same person, I heard her actually use the word here and she said it with like a hard R, like, like it must be here. And I was thinking, oh, I don't have one way you're going to change when you come out. You're going to be saying it like that anymore. You're going to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to make more, you feel more, more really ethereal. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're going to get way super, super fey and ethereal by the time you come out. Definitely. <laughs> I am here. Um, so this disembodied voice belongs to, oh my God. Yeah, give us what you're phonetic. So I, I, I wrote her down alternatively as Kodak Uncle and Bodak Yellow, both of which are incorrect. Sorry, <laughs> I, just just so that the, it was a village of Noel, Noella. Noella. Oh, okay. Noella. All right. There Noella. Kind of like Pittsburgh. Sorry. Yeah, yes. Pittsburgh. So I wrote down that the lady's name was Kodak, Kodak Ungor. And what was her name, Scott? <laughs> I'm getting there. Okay. Okay, we're going to say it's uh, Kodok Ungor, I okay. think. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. close. And she looks exactly like the sorceress, except she's a little, she's older, and she's got some, like, blue fringe on her headdress, and the uh, shape of the bird on top, like the paint on it's a little different. I thought it was kind of cool they drew her a little differently. Kodok Ungor, yep. Okay. Kodak Ungor. 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 Okay, you were right. Ungor. Cool. Yeah. U U N G O L, Angora. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I thought was, she was awesome. Yeah, I, so I, I, don't, I didn't even get your name, but I was. I thought she was really cool. So it's neat seeing there's a line of sorceresses. Yeah, so that was that was really cool to see. Um, I really I did enjoy her. I like that she was older. I like that she was like kind of grizzled. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that whole thing. I also love. You know, passing a mantle is something that... I like that, too. I like that, too. And then, like, we don't often get to see that with women. Like, seriously. A mantle is something that, like, I'll take up the mantle. It's very... It's a very dude thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Often, I will say. But I'm just... I'm finding it interesting that Sorceress now says to Tila... Well, or you... you, We know that Tila's going to be the next Uh Sorceress. The, The question is, is that can she just see her destiny... To be that, and that's why she's doing it. And that sorceress knew before that she would have that, uh-huh. that it come seems in. Like she it, must right? have some because she did. She did say, "I've been watching you." Like, yeah, to, to, that's to true. Tila she did say that. Yeah. So, like, that does kind of imply that you know she has that kind of seer power, and maybe that she can see who her next person is going to be. 
Which is neat. You know, I kind of like that. You know what's been bugging me? Is why did she put Tila in a bird's nest? Like, I mean, I just don't... <laughs> birds abandon their children. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that was about. I accept wait, not so fast. You have not yet heard the rest of the bargain. Uh, so, um, Kodok Ungor uh, says to Tila that she will give her power to protect her village, but she warns her she'll never be mortal again if she does it. And she's like, but you don't get any help in the anti-aging department. <laughs> you still have to go get your juvenile. Yeah, what what happens to her? We don't really see what happens to her when she passes the mantle. I, I mean, does she go? And yeah, just, where did she go? Or she just like she just said, I can't do this much longer. And by the way, we're roommates until I die. <laughs> right. And you need to get some of that anti-slipping stuff in the bathtub. Oh no! Yeah, no, we, we really you don't have to see. upgrade the bathtub to that like. One that the door opens and you like <laughs> sit in. And there's lots of foods I don't like. And I go to bed at eight. <laughs> and we watch my stories. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, oh, that is awful. <laughs> and I like to get up early and pad around. So get ready for that. Um, you failed to mention this before I stepped into the pool of power. Oh no. I get up at five and I make my coffee. Can we right. watch something else on the mirror? No! <laughs> mirror vision. <laughs> no! We watch Montel. <laughs> so what are some of the weird stuff she tells her she's going to be getting into if she gets these powers? I don't know that it was weird so much as just... As just uh, um this is a job with a lot of sorrow and a lot of joy. Yeah, that was poetic. I like that. Was. that. I thought that was lovely. She said she's got to, you know, comfort people who are in need and defend the realm and all that kind of stuff. And then here's something I wanted to talk about. She specifically mentioned she must also be the guardian of the power swords. And we see He-Man's sword and She-Ra's sword, which was really cool. Yeah. Now, this was interesting and confusing to me because this episode was in 1984. She-Ra doesn't start until 1985, so they already knew there was going to be a She-Ra series here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, probably. So, I thought it was cool. And I, I was wondering how did they did they plan it that far ahead or, or did they already figure this story out in the comics before they launched the TV show so they kind of knew they were going to do that? Was, well, was that I mean, already I mean, established? I mean, originally, I thought it was made that um, there was two swords always and He-Man's was one and Skeletor's was the other. And if if one of them got a hold of the other one, like it would become all powerful or whatever. And that's why, he, that's why I think originally Skeletor was after He-Man. But that story might have never... I, th- I think that was like original, original. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that ever... So there, so there the were actual... seeds of this story in some form before they got the show started. I think the there was always started. two swords. Interesting, interesting. But it clearly, they clearly drew that one to be She-Ra's sword that we recognize with the little gem in it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. so the, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. Well, if if they didn't plan it, at least they followed through with it. Yeah. So, so I really liked that. I thought it was super cool. Then, by the power of Grayskull, let it be done. Enter the pool. Yes, yeah, so, oh, Kronak Ungor is uh, not too big on instructions because she's yeah. just like running through it pretty fast like someone who was training their on-the-job replacement, but she's like, I am piecing out of here so fast. Like, this is, I'm not even going to give mm-hmm. you, you know, like a thorough rundown. It's like, your job is to protect the power source. 
okay, how how might I do that? Like now I'm going to Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um. Do you? It's Coachella now. You don't. Yeah. That would that would be the new joke. Um. Like she didn't even have like a safety deposit box or anything for him. Like you know, just they're just hanging on the wall. It's like I tell everyone that they're just for decorations only. <laughs> and then that's why nobody bothers them. She did not give her a lot of instructions. I would be full of questions. I'd be like, "No, we're not gonna you. We're not gonna do this until I have taken all my notes." It's like, what does an average day look like for you? As a <laughs> right, right. Duh. Can you can you tell me like right. what do you do? Like what time do you get up? Like what needs to be with, done for the with, castle? Will I turn into an animal, and how will this be useful to me? And how often should I do it? <laughs> right, and then so that is what. Well, I have the mind of an animal when I'm there. When Tila Na steps into the um, pool of power, mm-hmm. she assumes the form of Zor, Zor, and it's lovely and it's exciting. And then she's excited and she's happy she can fly. But then she's like, um, how do I turn back? And then her on-the-job, you know, trainer is just like, you'll know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Just change back. Yeah, it's like her instructions were just... Concentrate. Yeah, just think about it. Just change back. You'll just do it. I'm like, oh, okay. No one's very good at explaining how to do things in this realm. That's all. From this day on, you shall ever be the sorceress. No, this is Morgoth. And in Act 3... I had not planned to fight a horse. Invaders, I am ordering you off the free planet Eternia. You have no place here. Hello? Is is anyone here? Here. Here? Here. So, um, we go back to the village. Mm-hmm. Of where, Pittsburgh. Of Pittsburgh, where um, they are tormenting the old tavern coot and trying uh-huh. to get him to say where the girl went. Yeah, I'll know. never say because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they decide so, to give him a, sh- a show of force by shooting yes. at the falcon that's irritating them overhead. Right. So like that's how you know you're a real tough guy. Ooh, watch me shoot this bird. It's like, oh, are you my ten year old cousin with a BB gun? Like seriously? Like I'm gonna shoot this bird. They're just space badgers. Yeah, they're that. I don't know why that was the show of force they chose. Oh, oh yeah. In the flashback, when Sorceress is recounting, like you know what happens when she finally confronts Morgoth, he offers like no resistance. Like when she's like, "Now I'm going to send you back," and then he's just like, "Oh no!" Like he didn't really st- like. <laughs> he there said was no fight. he said something like, "No time to think." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you have about five seconds. You had time to say you didn't have time to think. Mm-hmm. You had a little time to think Say that. a spell instead. Not not great uh, defense magic skills there, Morgoth. Although that dude had some beefy forearms mm-hmm. for uh, a sorcerer, particularly. Like, how was he working out his forearms? What's he doing? What's Six, he doing? 6,000 calories a day. <laughs> Apparently so. That's why his robes are so loose. He's like, you can't see what's under here. It's like, and if you could see the rest of my body, I'm wearing a fanny pack, <laughs> like all the good wrestlers. But if you see the rest of my body, I'm I'm really quite strong. It's not just my forearms. Sure, Morgan. When I returned to the castle, Kodak Ungol was gone, and that is how I came to be the sorceress of Castle Grayskull. So they cut back to present times. He man's says something like, and we're all thankful you did all that mess. And we're going to be thankful again because here's you know who. And we get an 
awesome shot of Morgoth. He made quite an appearance, I have to say. I did like I did like how Morgoth manifests mm -hmm. as a an apparition inside a ring of fire yeah. in the sky. Yeah. Pretty cool. That was not lazy. That that looked really good. And you only see like half of his body coming out, which made him look like more terrible, like a monster destroyer type thing. And so he is got it's kind of a weird device about how he's trying to re-enter the realm. He's sort of incorporeal right now. So he drops this gigantic gem onto the uh, ground. And Sorceress explains to He-Man that that's his connection to this realm. And Morgoth has put like a force dome over it so they can't mess with it while he's trying to connect with it. And Sorceress says the battle plan is He-Man should try to breach that field and destroy the gem while she defends them from lightning bolts from Morgoth with a little uh, invisible shield on her forearm. Yeah, which was really nice. Uh -huh. I, I really like to see her being uh, self-sufficient in battle too because mm -hmm. she's always just like calling He-Man like, my powers can't hold much longer, He-Man. Like, that's what I feel like she's always doing. But here she's like, no, he's like, I'm going to help you. She's like, no, I told you to go uh -huh. and punch <laughs> that dome. Mm -hmm. And so she's got it covered. I, I enjoyed that, you know. I, I kind of wish that she would use her wings as the as the shield. Oh, or that like would have been like, cool. Like, 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 went like that. And yeah. Like, like, they, like, solidified or something. Like, into metal or, I don't know, that would be cool. Like, I mean, the, the, the force field thing is kind of cool, but yeah. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I would that, that would have been cool. They're also razor blades, <laughs> and I can take your head off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, or she could, like, shoot them or, like, pull them out and, like, I like throw little quills them. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's also razor blades, and it works as a pet egg. <laughs> <laughs> She's also got a lot of time on her hands. She probably just sit around giving pedicures to herself all the time. I mean, how often is Eternia threatened? Once every day? Yeah, if you go see her during the day, she's probably on her throne. She's always probably like rubbing her hands, rubbing lotion on her hands together when you come in, just like watching TV. Maybe. Although I'm sure Castle Grayskull is quite humid. So like, I don't know if she ever has dry skin. She wouldn't. She'd have the opposite problem. Anyway. Get through. Um, so so He-Man's, his idea to breach that dome is he's just kind of like leaning on it and just slobbing all yeah, over what it. What is he doing? I don't know. He looked dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and uh, Morgoth is like, uh, no mortal can get in there. And He-Man's like, yeah, but you didn't plan on a robot horse. And so <laughs> Stridor comes and butts his head through. Yeah, the old robot loophole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Stridor is able to finally breach the barrier. I do think that like the the idiocy of the move aside, I do like seeing limits to He-Man's yeah. physical strength. I do think that they were very careful to show that this time. That's it, it makes the story more interesting uh -huh. because if you can always just stop everything with absolute power and the whole universe is saved all the time, that gets kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Well, this scene when um, Stridor goes in to uh, bust up the gym was weirdly kind of like moving and sympathetic because uh, Morgoth keeps trying to zap him with lightning and he keeps kind of crumpling up and He-Man keeps telling Stridor to keep going for yeah. it. Like, a little more, Stridor, you can do it. You it's can like, do it. He is getting killed, He-Man. This is hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little further, Stridor. Come on, you can do it. So he had Morgoth eventually lightnings him until he like crumples up like a dead spider. Mm -hmm. And uh, that made He-Man mad, which we don't usually see, which was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And He-Man says something like, 
everyone has their breaking point and you just reached yours. And... Yeah, so he, uh, man- now that the barrier's breached, He-Man manages to get the crystal mm-hmm. gem object and he hucks it up at uh, Morgoth, which is like the sorcerer equivalent of like, don't hit yourself. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> destroy with your own crystal. It was very embarrassing like, for Morgoth. Keep your trash <laughs> off our, our Very our embarrassing. World. Yeah, not not his best moment, probably. He had to pack it up and go go home. That was pretty much it. And then He-Man uh, wants to honor that horse, and they they say he might be okay if we can get him back to the lab in time. And, and Source is like, well, I can fly, but how will you both get there? And He-Man's like, this horse carried me here. I'm going to carry this <laughs> horse on my back the whole way. <laughs> and he did. Because, of, well, yeah, he was he was making a point to, of what he did that was amazing mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, save them, so he's going to save him. Yeah, I really like that kind of thing. I like when you treat robots like people. I'm into that. Yeah, that's why I believe that Alexa is sometimes passive-aggressive. She's listening. She is listening. <laughs> She's Don't listen. listen. She is really she listening. said her name. I'm not talking about you. Do you want James Brown Station? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes she just, like, blinks passive-aggressively. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, woman? Anyway. Well, Duncan, will Strider be all right? I think he'll be just fine now. What's the crap? Oh, yeah. So we, when we actually do get back to the lab, we see that, um, like, he was able to be fixed or healed, however you look at it. Uh-huh. And they basically announced that um, in the struggle and for the... Sh- I suppose the moment where the horse robot pushed itself past its point of all reason, it's it developed uh, sentience. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, did they, they talk about how they um, figured it out? What were some of the details Man at Arms announced from looking at his monitor? In horse vision, he was dreaming of fields, uh-huh. lush fields, mm-hmm. and he goes, doesn't he go like? Free. Like, doesn't the horse yes. talk? Yes. 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 Free. 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 So the horse dreams of freedom, and thus he needs to be freed. Yeah, man at arms immediately got on that for anything dreams of freedom should be freed immediately. Like, <laughs> like he was a, not handling that. He, yeah, no, he wasn't even going to consider it for a moment. No, it's, he's, he, yes. Oh, Strider's thinking it. He's mm-hmm. not actually saying it. And oh, free. he's thinking it. Okay. Free. <laughs> Free. He, he's not yelling at well, them. Well, they conveniently that if they need him, and they have a feeling he's... he'll be around. Right, which is nice. And I do think it's hilarious that the whole like, oh, but by the way, the robot is really a person. And then also he's free. And then also he's our friend and he may come back sometime. <laughs> yeah. Very shoehorned in, but I liked it anyway. <laughs> we all get to use him. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it was beating us over the head too much. I really like the little freedom theme sure. with, with him and the sorceress who who's bound and just right after in the heels of that announced that she had to go back to castle gray skull it was kind of poignant i liked it, it. was no I, I i thought that was lovely i mean because that is something we do in life you give up certain freedoms in order to you know uh assume a mantle of responsibility for things you know and that's a that's a beautiful thing i love it do you think that man-at-arms will allow will allow tila to be chained to castle gray skull that's the question or is he going to have to be out of the picture when she becomes sorceress? Because cause she wants to be free. Somebody's going to have to take him. Who else is going to peel these potatoes? <laughs> I guess we'll Do have to. Do they have a storeroom? <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe they maybe the role can evolve. Maybe they can find ways to expand her presence. Oh, yeah. you know he he would love to tinker with more gadgets to allow her to do mm-hmm. more things outside the castle. I'm sure. Oh, he he might just live in the castle. <laughs> like we got a, like the mother-in-law like, suite. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pep-all shop. <laughs> I walk around in my robe. You don't want to see this. I uh, I was reading something. I think it was in the uh, Classics toy line. They expanded the story into the future a little bit. And I want to say <clears throat> Tila marries He-Man and she gets to be the queen and the sorceress. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is... what I'm talking about. She does double duty. She got So He-Man's king? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's okay. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Does he, does he still play the dumb, the, the no. Prince Ad, King no. Adam? No. Does he still play the dumb dumb? No. No, okay. So he so he kind of wised up. And so I, he has, if he's going to be married to Tila, it's exhausting. He's going to have to be He-Man all the time. She'd yes. be like, please don't turn back into Prince Adam. I can't stand this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, Tila. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, not even as a joke, He-Man. Not even as a joke. <laughs> Before you go, Sorceress, I want to thank you for all that you've done, not just today, but for all of those years you patiently waited, protecting Castle Greyskull. It has been the highest honor, He-Man, and it has been, and always will be, a joy for me to call you my friend. Um, and then so, uh, Man in Arms, you know, wraps up when Sorceress leaves in, in Zor form, and in- he says, like, she's a very special person, He-Man. Talking about the bird. Yeah. Just talking about the bird. I don't even think he was talking about the <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she's a very special bird, He-Man. Well, you know, they they did make me feel like I could see <clears throat> He-Man and Sorceress being together, and they've kind of done... I think Sorceress would agree with you. They've done more to make chemistry with them than him and Tila so far, even if I think I could see how they'd be together. I see more reason for him to be with Sorceress. Well, I mean, with the, the one episode where they go to the... Whatever. Arcadia, what, yeah, where, where they go to the woman world, yeah, but yeah, that that kind of was a a, a little a, bit, yeah, yeah, they kind mm-hmm. of did a play on flirting a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want him to, I want him to have that guard that says, "What shall we do with that sword?" <laughs> <laughs> what shall we do with his sword? <laughs> <laughs> of all the women in the world, you're the strangest. <laughs> That was a throwback I wasn't expecting. So, He-Man's lesson. um, Make a difference to someone because something, something, something. Right? You never, like a small person can... Care about your fellow man. (laughs) You're just throwing out all the cliches I've ever said. He said make a difference. You can make a difference to someone. You said something. You just said something about you made a difference no matter what size you are. Like, they've said that in (laughs) some form for like seven of them. You did too. Not not, no matter how small you are, no matter how small the act is. Oh, I thought you were just saying all the things they've ever said. And also, don't do drugs and um, (laughs) And put on your seatbelt. Don't buy timeshares. Don't buy timeshares, yeah. Share. Put on your safety goggles. <laughs> You're um, not even listening don't anymore. Don't walk on the platform. <laughs> I don't know. Don't play on railroad tracks. Ratings. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well there we're at. That, we know who won the science fair. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why should this, this project win the science fair? 
it was fun to see sorcerers outside of the castle. Really liked that. Liked the origin. I liked... Um, it was a fun villain. Uh-huh. It was an unusual person or creature to aid them. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of lot of fun. A lot of fun in this one. Yeah, I will agree. I felt like the story uh, grew up a little bit. Uh, but they, they did some real character development in a way we haven't seen before. Sometimes we got interesting little tidbits from previous ones, but I feel like they, I don't know, tried hard or like respected it. Like you can tell when the person who wrote it felt like they weren't just writing a kid's show. They actually cared about what they were writing. And, um, as you say, I really like how Stridor was actually kind of a interesting character and it wasn't just the latest thing with mounted lasers on it. So um, I'm I really I I legitimately liked it. I'm gonna go um, four point eight tavern wow. coots. Tavern coots. I was gonna say four point six. Okay, that's that's high. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, no. I I, I liked it I've, uh, for all the reasons that you mentioned. Um, it was you know uh, it was good. I was gonna only get like four point three. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what wasn't there. I, it was just yeah. I, that, now I'm talking about it more. I feel like I should go higher. <laughs> you really don't because because I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it more like as a storyline of like the freedom part and actually like the deeper meanings of whatever and not just thinking of it as like a baseline. Well, I will say um, it's always a little weird when you get a story that's kind of out of the context of all the other stuff we know about the world. It, 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 you can't help but feel a little lonely when we don't know what's going on with Snake Mountain. <laughs> so maybe that's a little disconcerting. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We didn't see, you know what? We didn't see Skeletor, right. but I didn't really miss him. They, he held his own. And I was going to say that almost never happens. Usually mm-hmm. when he's not there, I'm like, oh, where's Skeletor? I've seen it maybe two or three times. The other one that comes to mind is Azrog in that weird Trolla episode. He was just a fantastic villain. Also done by Alan Oppenheimer. And that's our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 1, Episode 56 of She-Ra of Shadows and Skulls. Shadow Weaver and Skeletor team up to overthrow Hordak. Oh my gosh. It's a pay-per-view match you don't want to miss. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Uh, and uh, you're happy to know, I noticed we've had this show going this long, and I forgot to put a apostrophe in Wizards on our website. So it's there now if you were upset. Um, also, if you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also send us a friend request on Xbox by searching for Robot Pageant. That's one word, big trouble. We, we, can, we can fight on, we can fight on uh, the wrestling game if I can figure out how to set up a match, or we can just be friends. <laughs> Robot Pageant. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, don't hold back your stallion. Set him free. Thought Monitor I've developed should show us exactly what's on Stridor's mind. <laughs>